Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. He leads away. Australia away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Hello and welcome to The Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. I'm Emily Collin. And I'm Laura Jolly. And LJ, I won't lie to you, I'm pretty pumped for today's guest. We've got Ash Gardner joining the show. Ash woman of the hour, I guess. Um, she's obviously in the form of her life over in South Africa, but she also just got picked up at the first ever Women's Premier League auction for more than half a million dollars um, by the Gujarat Giants, which is pretty pretty insane. So, yeah, looking forward to chatting with Ash and hearing all about what's been yeah, a pretty life-changing couple of days for her, I guess, as well as how things are tracking over in South Africa. But LJ, interested to hear your perspective on on things. I mean, yeah, you've been covering the women's game for what? How many years? How many years, LJ? A lot. I'm old. <laughs> A lot of years. You've been around. Many years. So yeah, keen to hear your, like your thoughts on the auction. Did you enjoy watching it? And how do you think the tournament in general will impact the women's game? It was just I think we were just saying before, it was like quite a bizarre and interesting thing to be watching, seeing um, all these heads pop up on screen and then people bidding or not <laughs> bidding and some of the bidding wars that went on. And honestly, that that first one when um, the Aussies were just starting to wrap up training and Ash and a few others were starting to follow the auction on their phones because they'd finished what they had to do for the day. And um, yeah, watching the expression on her and Tudor's face and as she oh. went under the hammer and then just thinking about the sheer sums, like... More than half a million dollars is so much money. Okay, bloody hell. <laughs> so much money. I've thought about it. <laughs> it's um, it's crazy that in the space of a few minutes she just, you know, probably went from being, oh, I hope I get bitted on to <laughs> being mm. half a million dollars richer, which is incredible. And, yeah, I guess as much as all the players at this tournament were trying to keep their minds on the World Cup and focusing on what is the bigger deal mm. right now, which is that, um, it was undeniably a distraction for something like that yeah. to be going on and probably a lot of emotions and a bit of a roller coaster ride for a lot of them. So I think for the Aussies at least it was a very good thing they didn't have to play that day. Yeah, big time. So did any of the players, like at training, did any of the players, I know you, you tweeted that Pez was still in the nets, which is completely unsurprising, but did any <laughs> of the players just not look at, seem to not look at all and 
carry on with their business or were they all glued to the to the KO stream? I think they were just consummate professionals. Anyone who was still training kept on training because they still had work to do. Yeah. And it was just the ones who kind of finished up what they already had to do for the session and were chilling and not doing much um, who jumped up and started looking. And I know um, the Saka girls were just sitting off to the side, maybe not sure whether they should be looking or not, but then they realised that a few mm. of us had it on our phones and computers. So they ran over to see what was going on and... <laughs> their curiosity got the better of them and um yeah I think you know they just treated it very professionally anyone who still had to be training was still training and then I think once training wrapped up everyone hurried back to the hotel to um to start watching yeah yeah nice and what was like what was the vibe sort of afterwards once it all wrapped up did it, yeah I guess it would have definitely been a distraction and been the main talking point amongst the group in the in the aftermath yeah, I think in the immediate aftermath of Ash going into the hammer, people were just so happy for her. Um, it was very yeah. cool to see how stoked people were that, that something like that had happened. And I mean, the, the auction went on for six hours in the end, so I'm not sure how things ended up. Yeah. People were probably pretty done for the day at that point. But um, it is a tricky one too when you, you look at the group over here and, and 12 of them got picked, Darcy Brown pulled out, and then there mm. were only you know, a couple of players who didn't get get sold and that in itself is a tricky thing for the group to manage because you've got so many people who are stoked that this has happened to them but got to be really mindful of the couple who didn't get picked up as well so it's uh something that's probably similar along a a bunch of squads here as well who've had similar things happen yeah definitely like pretty rough I guess for what Kim Garth Darcy and um Kingy the only three over here that haven't been picked up but yeah I, I feel like the fact that 14 Aussies were picked up which is what, more than half of the 30 spots that were available to international players. Like, I think that compare that with seven English players, like it's a pretty good advertisement for the quality of our players and the pathways and the competitions like WBBL that sort of supported these players and um, helped them become the players that they are. Like, it's pretty pretty awesome for Aussie cricket that we've got 14 of them heading over and have, like, had a pretty life-changing amount of money. Yeah, absolutely, and especially for... Someone like Laura Harris who hasn't played international cricket, but yeah. the teams have obviously done their research and know what she can do. And, you know, she was had a very low base price, but um, went for quite a bit of money in the end because teams know her value. Yeah, stoked with that. Stoked to see Laura Harris heading over. Erin Burns as well, like great pickup. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fascinating to observe. Like, like it'll be interesting to see how the tournament goes this year, but over the next five, ten years, um, if they keep sort of going deeper and deeper like we'd love to see some rogue picks as as the years go on yeah absolutely and well hopefully I know their their plans for expanding the tournament are currently very conservative you know they're saying they might add a team mm. in three years time or something and I think if this year is a success they might rapidly readjust those plans and expand a lot quicker because you know the, I think the common thing we kept seeing on Twitter throughout the auction was how on earth is this player not being picked up what are they thinking yeah but there's only 30 spots and there are 170 overseas players yeah. going for those. So, of course, big names are going to miss out because there's, you know, you're picking 30 people. I think that shows there is more than enough depth to have extra teams too. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, the quality of unsold players was strong. Yeah, there's there's no question that there's enough depth. And LJ, I guess we should note um, this is probably a, a rare win for us as scoop predictions. But, <laughs> Very rare. Uh, I think between us we... Very rare. Between us, we predicted Ash and Beth as um, the biggest money spinners for the Aussies. So, yeah, we'll, we'll take that. And uh, listeners, you can get the full list of um, Aussies 
um, and players that got picked up at cricket.com.au. But LJ, there were a few surprises as we were just saying. What do you, for you, what was the biggest surprise of the auction? Um, for me, the biggest surprise was seeing Alana King go unsold twice. Both times her name came up. I thought, um, you know, she played really well over there in India in December, got a good fan base over there, played yeah. in their challenge last year. I think she was the only Australian who did play in that last year. So I, I thought for sure she would get picked up. So that was a bit of a shock to me. How about you, Em? Totally. And, like, and Kingy had also sort of, I feel like she'd also been vocal about wanting to be a part of it and she's had an incredible year. So, yeah, I was similarly shocked and also flat, like she would have been awesome. Um, my biggest surprise, um, maybe like this can be a double surprise. I think Meg and Midge, Alyssa Healy, I reckon they were, they went too cheap. Like I thought they, those two, they, they deserve more money. Teams that pick them up, absolute bargain. Meg, she's the best captain in the world and she's the best batter in the world. Um, similarly, Alyssa Healy, I think she went for $122,000, which, you know, <laughs> It's a lot of money. Not going to sneeze at it. Um, <laughs> definitely not going to sneeze at it. Like, yeah, wouldn't say no. But for the calibre of player she is and the impact that she can have on a T20 game, we've seen it in the international format and at domestic level here in Australia for the Sixers. Like, she's a weapon. She's a T20 weapon. So, yeah, it was just surprised to see, yeah, surprised to see those two not getting more dollar signs. Yeah. Um, I think, interestingly, there was a bit of a trend towards that, I think, across the auction where some of the more established older names didn't go for as much money, but big coin got splashed on, on young kids, young players and players in their, you know, mid twenties. So maybe teams are thinking a bit longer term yeah. here, you know, they want to get yeah. Yeah, Ash Gardner in the system now and then hopefully get on to her for quite a long time and make her really part of their team as opposed to um, yeah. some of the older players. It's, it was an interesting trend that, um, that kind of emerged with some of those selections. LJ, how do you reckon we'd go picking a, women's Premier League team if we had paddles in hand? Um, I don't think we'd be good with the finances. I think we'd go really hard on a couple of players early and then wouldn't be able to fill us. We'd go so hard. We'd run out of money and have about five people on the books. <laughs> we'd, we'd have a crisis go- midway through. <laughs> convince six people to play for us for free. Which should be okay. What would we name it? Scoop. The Scoop Pugs? <laughs> scoop Pugs. I would have gone for a bit of alliteration. But, um, yeah, they can be okay. the Pugs. Like what? The WPL the scoop sloths. Who <laughs> wouldn't want in on that team? Oh, yeah, that's menacing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay, that's probably enough um, auction chat from us. So we should probably move on to the World Cup. LJ, obviously, you're in South Africa last night. Aussies, another comfortable win. So that's two from two, comfortable win over Bangladesh. Story of the night was Georgia Wareham coming back in with three wickets, which I mean, hard not to be stoked for Wolfie. We had her on the show. Uh, a couple of weeks ago and we know how hard she worked to get back to the interna- international level but how good was it to see her um, dominating with the ball last night? I was so good. I was just so happy for her and she bowled really, really well. She was getting a fair bit of turn on yeah. these um, on the wicket here and it looks like they're going to favour a bit of spin so uh, it's going to cause a few selection dilemmas I think going forward. Um, she got brought in at the expense of JJ who hadn't done anything wrong so... Mm. Um, and now Wolf's played so well, it's going to mean a, a pretty big decision for tomorrow's game against Sri Lanka about um, who makes that final cut for the bowling attack. Yeah. What do you reckon? Like, I guess, do you reckon like um, training today, net session will give you any clues? Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty light session today. 
I don't think there's going to be too okay. many training by the sounds of it. Uh, maybe mm. just some of the ones who didn't get a bat last night because it does look like tricky conditions yeah. and they want to get a feel for them. Um, yeah, I think it would be one of those ones where we're watching when they turn up to the ground who's warming up and who's not warming up. And, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a very big call, whatever way they go. Yeah, definitely a big call. So next up, uh, we've got Sri Lanka, um, who have caused a bit of a stir this World Cup. I think it's been one of the story, emerging stories so far. It's been great to see them uh, getting a couple of wins. So I'm sure they'll have their tails up against the Aussies. What What's what's on for you guys Um for the next couple of days before you prepare for Sri Lanka? Yeah, well, it's just the one-day break in between the games. It's all coming thick and fast now and then only one day off between Sri Lanka and South Africa too. So uh, it's all going to be wrapped up pretty quickly over here in terms of the group stage. Uh, Sri Lanka have looked great so far, definitely full of confidence after knocking off South Africa and Bangladesh. And we know Shamari Adapadu loves playing Australia yeah. and loves going big against watch Australia. Out. So definitely need to watch out for her. Australia definitely cannot be taking Sri Lanka lightly. They're they're actually in, in with a really red hot chance of making the semifinals. Could well be a net run rate yeah. race between them and South Africa, which is going to set up a really interesting end to this um this Group A stage. Yeah, it's all looking very exciting. Yep. So Aussie fans, for those of you who have been setting your alarms, it doesn't it doesn't get much easier <laughs> to be honest. Got a midnight a midnighter on Thursday night, Friday morning. So yeah, please come and keep me company over on Twitter. Meet all the fans. Um, <laughs> all the fans I can to keep me keep me awake. Remember, you can tune in for free on KO, but you can also catch up with a mini and full replays on KO as well. So thank you as always for tuning in to our loyal listeners and hope you enjoy what we hope is going to be a great chat with Ash Gardner. Ash Gardner, great to see you. Thank you for taking the time to join us on The Scoop today. Pumped to catch up with you and hear about what um, we're sure has been a pretty wild couple of days for you, but... Firstly, just how are you going, Ash? How are you um, enjoying your time over in South Africa so far? Two, two from two wins for the Aussies. So tell us how it's going over there so far. Yeah, it's been really good so far. We've been able to do some things outside of cricket, which I think is really important in the types of tournaments because um, it can get quite consuming at times. So we've had the opportunity to, to do some touristy things. Um, we also had a shirt presentation at the start of the tournament, which was really special to, to hear some nice words that people had to say um, about their teammates. So um, apart from that, obviously the cricket's gone quite well so far as um, as well, but we have to obviously look at the bigger picture. We still have two more round games, um, hopefully win both of those, and then looking forward to the finals. Who, who did you get your shirt from and who did you give a shirt to? Uh, I got my shirt from Jess Jonathan. She had some very nice... Okay. Um, and then I gave the shirt to Kim Garth. That's one. And um, before we get on to the World Cup stuff, because we've got a bit to discuss there, we just first wanted to touch on what was a pretty huge night for the women's sporting landscape the other night um, with you getting picked up for the, I think, equal second highest price in the auction. Um, how did that feel and has it sunk in yet? Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably sinking in. To be honest, it was very overwhelming and um, I was really awkward about it and I don't know probably if you if you were to witness my reaction I was obviously happy um, <laughs> I think my teammates were happier for me I, I just know how to react because yeah. you don't want to be seen not rubbing it in people's face or anything like that but that's a lot of money mm. I don't, and I never thought that my name would kind of be attached to anything like that so yeah it's it's kind of been a little bit awkward when People have asked me questions about it. I'm like, oh, like it's 
it's great, great that that that's how I guess people have valued me. If that's kind of how you want to look at it, that you're valuing yourself to a monetary. But yeah, I think I just in another way need to not think about it as much just because you can kind of get swept up in you have to live up to this amount of money because that's how you've been seen by these people. Um, so that's probably where I, it was the most challenging yesterday going into the game because it's almost like, okay, this is the first time that people have seen me since that auction and you don't want to, well, obviously I never want to fail. That's, that's right. But you almost don't want to fail in a way because then people are like, Oh, she's not even worth that or anything like that. So it's yeah, the yeah. trying to turn what's been such a positive experience not into a negative one in putting too much pressure because that's how people have viewed you. You've worked hard to to create that opportunity for yourself. So it's probably trying to keep the positive spin on it rather than just reflecting on, oh, my God, this amount of money is insane and mm. I need to live up to that every time I go out onto the field. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a lot to take in. Um, but, like, just even looking ahead to the tournament itself, like got a few Aussies in the same team with you and – You'll also be able to link up with Rach Haynes again. Are you pumped for that? Yeah, it's actually going to be weird um, linking up with Rach and her not actually being my teammate, but her being my head coach. Um, so that'll be interesting, but she's fantastic in a lot of those situations. She's got a very um, strong head and, and, and she kind of knows what to say and how to go about things. And also being able to talk to Matali Raj, I've never really had yeah. to do with her, if at all. Um so to have her there as well and then, yeah, like you mentioned, having those Aussie teammates I think is is reassuring to have people that I know within the setup. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting over there and kind of just seeing how it all runs and I guess comparing it to the WBBL to see if there's any similarities or if it's completely different, um, which it could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, so also the challenges of just playing at two venues yeah. as well um, where obviously yeah. when you're in tournament, you travel quite a lot. So, um, yeah, how conditions go and, and things like that. There's so many things to obviously consider, which is um, quite a lot and, and quite overwhelming at the moment. Yeah, and um, we sort of saw you at training the other day with Shooter and Kim. I guess were you, you were watching it or um, watching Twitter. I'm not sure how you were watching it, but um, what was that like? Yeah, I, I couldn't get the feed anywhere. So my mum actually FaceTimed me so it was actually she had her camera facing the the TV um, with special comments in the background when when people were getting auctioned off. But when it was my turn, wait. So you were just watching your mum. You were watching your mum on the screen, and she was telling you what was happening. No, so she had her camera flipped around o- onto the TV, <laughs> so I couldn't see any of my family <laughs> onto the TV. Um, <laughs> once once my name came up, I started to get a, a little bit stressed and I, I couldn't hear who was bidding for me. All I could hear or see was the, the amount. So I had no idea what team I was playing for. It was It was quite funny because my brother was there also and he kept popping a phone <laughs> in with like the conversion rate of what the amount was. What a roller coaster. Can't be real. So there was a lot going on. There was a lot of emotion. Um, but all in all, my family were just pumped that I get the opportunity to, to go over there. But yeah, it's just a, it's a cool experience that really looking forward to. Yeah. What was like, what was the immediate reaction? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. From your parents, your brother, your family, and have you had like a lot of other people kind of coming out of the woodwork, I guess, to chime in and message you yeah there's been um a few people in pretty similar reactions around <laughs> can I get a loan or your shout <laughs> that's what a lot of my teammates have been saying but yeah like it's just it's just been a really odd experience and I can't imagine how someone like Cameron Green when he saw a three million <laughs> um amount pop up um how you react to that just because as sports people, you probably never relate yourself to a money amount and then to, I guess, kind of be blown away by an amount that's been auctioned or bid for you. It's it's quite a weird feeling um, and obviously one that I've never had to kind of go through. And, yeah, it's been weird but also yeah cool and you you mentioned like obviously this is the result of a lot of hard work you put into your game and over the years does this feel like it it is just part of the reward that you get after working so hard on your game after such a long period of time yeah I guess so um I know over the last couple of years there's been a lot of chat about this women's IPL and kind of when it was starting up and there was all these rumors flying around about the money side of things and and how it is life-changing for a lot of people and that's certainly the case um but I just have to think yeah I think where my game was probably two or three years ago um I would have been lucky enough to get a WPL contract and I guess it just shows the amount of work that I've put in not only from the cricket side of things but also on myself off the field as well I'm in a really good place at the moment mentally and I'm really happy and I think ultimately that's probably playing a bigger part in why I've been able to I guess be successful and um, be successful in in the teams that I've played in so cricket is a funny game and you have a lot of bad days and um, the good days are the ones that kind of keep you in it and keep the love for the game in it so it's probably for me personally it's actually being really happy off the field which um, I think is most important for my cricket on the field. Yeah. Yeah. You've spoken about that quite a lot, Ash. Um, and like, as you said, like had a pretty remarkable month and you're kind of always coming back to how important having that balance is. Are you able to just sort of explain like in a little bit more depth, like what that balance looks like for you? Like, for example, when you're overseas, how do you make sure you're still yeah, keeping that balance in your life? Yeah. Traveling. I think people just assume that the lifestyle that we live is amazing. It is in a lot of regard because we do get to play sport for a living and it's what we all dreamed of as a kid. But we spend a lot of time away and a lot of time away from family and friends and that can be really draining, um, especially if you're not going well or you're not enjoying yourself. So 
for me, when I get the opportunity to actually be home, I just love being home and I'm a, I'm a homebody and I love um, spending yeah. friends and family and just doing simple things like going down to the beach and um, going for a coffee and, and going for breakfast and things like that. So for me, it's those things are super important and it's, it's about having balance because if you don't, well, it can be quite consuming. And over this last little period, um, I've started a diploma in interior design. So there's another little thing nice. um, I've kind of tapped into that I really love doing. So there's that. And obviously there's my foundation stuff. So I've actually got a lot going on in my life at the moment. And it's about being able to balance that too, as well as staying happy and making sure that you've got time for people that care about you. So yeah, it's, you got to be good with your time management in other words. So it, it's something that I'm still figuring out. Um, and it's something that I'll probably figure out for the rest of my career. And how important is it for coaches and management and all that to recognize that players need this balance and to make space for that? It's huge. I think you just have to look over probably where the female game has come from over the last probably five years. And there is more demand on that. And, um, this is our job. So realistically, we are supposed to perform and we are supposed to be in the in the best possible shape that we can be. So when things aren't going well or people aren't feeling the best, um, it's probably because people get quite consumed in the one thing. And I think nowadays staff have realised that it is important for there to be balance and to make sure that people are doing things outside of the game of cricket. Um because yeah, when, when things aren't going well, you find yourself in a pretty dark place. And fortunate enough for me, I've kind of come out on the other side and I was in that spot um, not that long ago where now I feel like I've got more in my life to be grateful for. And cricket's only such a small part of my life. I only, I'll stop playing it, I don't know, mid to late thirties maybe, but that's such a small portion of what you do in your life and there's so much more to it. So it's actually just keeping that perspective on things that, yes, it seems like a big thing at the time, but in the biggest scheme of things, it's actually such a small portion and you have to, I guess, reflect and be grateful for what you got at that present time rather than thinking, oh, I've got two ducks in a row, like my, how bad's my life, rather than actually going, oh, I'm still playing cricket for my country. I'm still representing a lot of people back home um, and putting it probably more in that perspective. And in saying that, um, it is difficult to be able to reflect that quickly, but I think when you can step away and maybe at the end of your career and and look back at those moments, um, it probably doesn't seem that bad in, in the end. Yeah. Do you think those support networks like throughout your career, do you think those support networks have always been there or is it something that you've sort of seen come along more in recent times and yeah, I guess how important is it going to be? Yeah, particularly, as you said, moving forward with like so many different tournaments coming up, there's just going to be so much going on like if you just kind of think if it wasn't the case, like the game could be completely different. Yeah. Support networks are huge. Um, and I know for me, I, I lean on my support network a lot, whether that's, um, my partner copying the brunt of a bad, um, run of form or it's being able to vent to my mom or for me, it's actually speaking to, to our team psych and just letting loose on him. And he obviously has knows the right things to say and he can turn things quite lighthearted quite quickly. So it's, probably knowing the people that you can turn to in those times of need. And I know for me that some mates that I can do that with, and then there's some people obviously closer to me um, in my family. And then obviously having someone like the psych on my side as well, it's, it's probably knowing who they are and, and who those people are, which is the most important thing because sport isn't always going to be amazing. And you can't always think that you're going to be amazing because you'll be living um, 
under a bit of a lie because that's just not how sport works. And um, I think every sports person and every business person and every type of person would love to be amazing all the time, but it's just not realistic. So it's probably knowing times to switch off or times to be emotional, times to vent. Um, it's and, it, and it's being okay with that because you're not always going to be perfect and um, you've just got to come to the realisation that that's a possibility throughout your life in general, let alone sport or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm going to turn our attention now to the World Cup uh, where the team are presently in um, Klebeha. I can't do the click sound. <laughs> I'm not sure how you've gone learning how to pronounce good, Ash, but, um... How are you going with Ash? <laughs> no, no good. <laughs> I'm like, Give us a crack. A burpa, is it? Close enough. Yeah, I got, I, I'll give you guys both a, an A. Right. Um, so how is the, the vibe around the team um, with a couple of wins on the board? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, we obviously knew going into the, into the World Cup, uh, coming up against New Zealand first, who um, we've played a lot against. Benny Sawyer obviously being the coach of that side who knows all these players really, really well. So it was always going to be a challenge going into that game. And um, thankfully for us, we it kind of planned out exactly how we would have loved. And I think we set the tone in the right way straight away. Um, and I think that is, yeah, credit to our batters and, and putting us um, bowlers in that predicament where we could bowl with a bit of freedom on a reasonably tricky wicket. Um but in saying that, obviously, Megan shoots starting us off absolutely perfectly and kind of taking all the pressure off us other bowlers who could bowl to the middle order and um, take some poles at the end. But So that was probably the perfect way to start. And then going into last night's game, um, Bangladesh posed a different threat. Um, they're very different to, I guess, what we're used to in Australian conditions. They, they bowl quite mm. and they do bat differently as well. So they were always going to be a different challenge, but we knew that coming in. Um, we don't play a lot of cricket against them, so it's kind of these tournaments where you need to turn your attention pretty quickly to them. And I think Sri Lanka tomorrow night is going to be no different. Um, they play quite similar to to Bangladesh, so it's yeah, just being able to adapt really quickly um, against sides that you don't get a lot of cricket against. Nice. And what's been like? What's been the messaging from Shell and Meg so far? Like, are, are they happy with how the team's going so far, and any like areas of improvement that they've identified? There is always. Um, there's always things to improve on within these tournaments. And I think that's the best thing that you do get a couple of cracks um, throughout the round games. So yeah, obviously having four games with some tough competition throughout and some different competition who, like I mentioned, obviously we don't get a chance to play much. Um, there's always little things that we, we need to get better at and um, whether that's our fielding or that's our batting in certain parts of the game, there's always going to be things that we can we can talk about, which is a good thing. And that's the best thing about this team is we know that we're not always amazing. And yes, we do play some pretty amazing games, but there's always still little nitpicky moments that you could improve on. And um, I think that's what makes this team so good is we're never satisfied. Um, and sometimes that is downfalls of individuals and as, as teams, but I think we bounce back from those, those things really quickly and um, yeah, we can reflect and then move on. And um I guess another of Australia's strengths is the depth and we saw Georgia Wareham come back in last night and just pick up three wickets and a player of the match award straight away. Um, how nice has it been having her back in around the group and playing well? Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, Wolfie's obviously had some um, injury issues over the last little period and um, it's kudos to her and how hard she's worked over that period to, to get her body right and um, to ultimately be be bowling how she used to when she was playing. Um, it was probably close to two years ago now. So 
um, yeah, to have her back in the side, she's she's a fantastic asset. Um, she's great in the field. She's a really handy batter. Um, and obviously, yeah, it takes poles for fun. So, yeah, she's been great to have back in. And um, she brings that um, bit of calmness as well. She's not someone that tends to overreact in, in situations and she's quite a calm character. So she's, she's a good one to talk to um, in high-pressure situations and just to hear how simple her game is um, and probably, yeah, just take a couple of those things probably into other people's games as well. Um, another face, Ash, that I think every single person who follows Australian cricket was pumped to see back was was Meg. Um, and it just looks like she's completely full of life since she's come back into the team. Like every photo that's taken of her, she's just got a big grin on her face. What's it been like having Meg back around the team? Um, what's, what's her vibe been around the group? Like she just seems kind of pumped to be out there. Yeah, she is. And I think it was really brave for her, um, someone like her and her stature to, to take that time off. And I guess it just shows to the wider community that athletes are humans and um, we do need time time off sometimes. And for her to be able to be brave enough to do that after winning every single thing she could, um, being amazing as an individual and still being able to do that, um, yeah, is is pretty cool to see. Um, and now to have her back and to have someone with her experience and her knowledge back in this side has been amazing. There's no one else like Meg Lanning in the world and she's a fantastic captain and um, she knows the right things to say at the, at the right times and she's also a very cool and calm person, um, apart from when she keeps cutting it to point and goes straight to the point field. She's a little bit angry in those situations. But, yeah, no, she's she's been fantastic and she brings just oozes calmness, which I, I think we need. And um, you guys didn't get um, too much of an opportunity in the middle last night, but you're part of a pretty exciting middle order with uh, Pez in her current current run of form and with Grace Harris. Is it, is it fun being able to go out there with those two and go hard in the, the back half of the innings? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I I love batting with those two because I feel like it takes a lot of pressure off me, especially Grace. Um, she does a lot of talk and I don't really get a word in, which is fine, but I'm always in a lot of batting orders, I'm always seen as the person that has to be the big hitter. But when I bat with her, I can kind of go into the shadows and I can kind of play my normal game and and she can blast away um, bowling attacks. So she's someone that I do really love batting with. And then on the flip, I love batting with Pez because she also has the right, well, she knows the right things to say and she reads conditions really well and, and she, she knows what bowlers are going to do. And, um, yeah, she's someone that I love being able to chat to while out in the middle and um, she also takes a lot of pressure off me in that way because she kind of gives me tips and ideas on I guess how to go about things sometimes things that I don't think of so um, yeah they're they're two of my favorite people to bat with um, within this batting lineup. I assume they're probably polar opposites to bat with are you able to just give us a bit of an insight um, (laughs) what it's like actually batting with Grace like do you sort of listen to everything she says and do you engage with her or do you sort of just let her go. I think if you engage and if you listen to everything she says, you'll go a bit crazy because she talks all the time. <laughs> um, she's actually so frustrating to bowl to in the nets because she talks every ball and, and she commentates every ball. And I'm like, do you need to do that? But it actually, <laughs> get agitated with that, it actually spurs her on more, which is hilarious. Um, but then when you're batting with her, if she absolutely middles it, she'll be like, oh, yeah, that's six. Or if she's like, well, on <laughs> oh no that's four like she just commentates everything like it is fresh 
It would be so but frustrating. Because, like, teams probably don't know what to even do in those situations because she's quite, like, intimidating her stature. She's bigger than most people and she hits the ball harder than anyone I know. It's, yeah, it is It is hilarious. Nice. And um, speaking of someone who, who tends to hit hard, um, Shamari Adipadu goes hard against Australia and seems to really like playing you guys. You looking forward to going up against her again tomorrow? Yeah, she seems to annoyingly have a really good record against Australia. But I think the way that our game has kind of grown since the last time we would have played her in a major tournament or T20 tournament back in Australia, um, I think our bowling line changed a bit and we've probably got more plans to counteract her game. And um, we know how she plays, obviously, her coming over to the Big Bash this year. We got to obviously witness what she was able to do. So... Um, I feel like we're pretty well placed for tomorrow and hopefully we can keep her pretty quiet. And just finally, Ash, like away from the cricket field, um, we heard about the safari and the shirt presentation, but have you been getting out and about much and experiencing what South Africa's got to offer? Like any any goss for us, any funny stories, anything that's <laughs> worth, worth knowing? Not a lot of funny stories apart from that. Okay. Um, a bug has literally run through the whole World Cup. Like it's hit every time. Oh, no. Almost like there's only like four of us that have survived <laughs> it and I'm one of them and I'm I'm trying my best to not let it get to me. Um, Stay strong. But apart from that, yeah, not a lot of funny stories. I haven't really got out to me up to be um, fair just because obviously security and that obviously we – want to be pretty careful with places we go and um, things like that. So I probably frequent the mall next door and the cafes and restaurants and that's pretty much it. It's pretty boring for me. Really- Any golf? Any golf? I played one round. One round, yeah. Oh, no, two rounds, sorry. And was average the first round and then I was better the second. So I'll and, take um, that. Any eye-opening moments on the safari with uh, any of the animals? Uh, well, the... Elephants, they were really cool. Obviously, I love elephants. They're one of the smartest animals in the world, I'm pretty sure, and they are huge, up close and personal. Got really close to our trucks, so that was um, that was really cool, and I actually got it on film as well. So, it was, yeah, it's a cool All right, and that'll lead us to our actual final question, Ash. If you had an Afri- African spirit animal, what would you be? A lion. That's my favourite animal. Okay, why? Do you think you have lion qualities? Um. I feel like I can, I can be a bit fierce. Um, <laughs> what are the lines? <laughs> I was going to say I like to sleep because they literally sleep all day apart from when they're like hunting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're loyal, aren't they? I'm pretty sure lions are loyal. Loyal, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm Go with a person. That. That's pretty much it. It's probably the only qualities that I possess <laughs> that I like a lot. Rate it. <laughs> Ash, thank you so much for joining us on The Scoop. Um, loved catching up with you. Loved hearing about um, how everything's tracking in South Africa. And, yeah, wish you all the best against Sri Lanka tomorrow and hope the rest of the tournament goes really well for you. We'll be back in the Aussies. Thank you. Thanks for having me. He leaves away. Australia away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.